episode two of the podcast. We've made it this far. That's quite a well. that's quite a milestone, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. You know, they always say after your pilot, you usually get shut down. So I'm you, happy. I'll take that. We've been picked. We've been picked up for a series. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're 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 friends, not Joey. Yeah, <laughs> we've picked ourselves up for the series, I should add. We're the producers here, so um, it's up to us what happens, really. This is going to yeah. continue for 700 episodes. Yeah, and I've heard one of the producers say this is the greatest masterpiece of podcasting since, well, I can't even think of a really good podcast, but yeah, it's really, really, it's been, uh, it's been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a journey these past two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I really found myself. <laughs> Well, let's see. Um, let's see how else we can. What else we can dig into? Um, so, what have I done here? I've tried to do a few little notes again for us to try and keep track. So, I, I don't know about you, but I thought after the first episode, the so your your ingenious idea of questions of asking each other questions, I was like, that's it. That's the backbone of the podcast right there. And it's kind of gone from we had all these other things we want to talk about, and we still will. But after that episode, I was like. Yeah, we can we can extend that out and make that the focus of each episode. So um, that's what we're going to do, I think. If you're happy, I mean, with I'll that. take that. I'll take ingenious. I think that's what I'm going to put on my uh, my CV, as opposed to let's go. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's good. And I mean, I had a good, I had nice feedback from people. They said they really enjoyed it, and um, there were some fun moments in there. And I think the bulk of it was brought out by those questions and um yeah so this this week it will be my turn to ask you some questions and we'll get to that but um before we do just in terms of since we did the last episode what you've been up to how's things going well yeah based kind of what you said really the the feedback i've had from the first episode has been really really positive um and i know that's probably a lot of people just saying it just to make me happy but i'm gonna take it because i want to be happy uh other than that i think the, the, we've had amazing weather and this is not going to be the weather podcast um, oh. but and, and I think you've said it many times and we'll go into it I'm sure very very later in, in the day but kind of it makes everything happier doesn't it it makes people happier it makes people want to get out uh, it makes people want to people eat correctly It's there's a reason why you know I don't want to go into obesity and all that but there's a reason why this country is full of obesity because it's so dark and damp and wet and boring uh, but when the sun comes out it's beautiful yeah, yeah, it's been really good here. Like we, well, I should say this past past few days, like today is marvelous, but we had um, we had like some fog and stuff like that because I live in this weird. Our town has like its own mini climate because we are because we're on the coast, but it's not only are we on the coast. We're we're off a dip, like we're okay. like the the out the altitude, the ground level, literally just sort of like four miles down the road is like five times as high so we often get fog you know or, or we'll we'll often have sun here while that just four miles down the road it's just another 20 miles sheet of cloud and raining so the weather can be really weird but so we had a few weird days but it has been really nice and I'm completely with you just kind of getting out and we do walks along the beach and stuff quite often but when it's nice weather it makes it so much better it really brings out the beauty in the kind of the place I live um it generally makes me uh, want to eat better, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'm like, oh, God, I fancy a beer, you know, so it's... Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah, yeah, I can accept that, I can accept that one, um, definitely. But yeah, so it was also my birthday this week as well, uh, on Tuesday, this Tuesday just, just passed, and it was Father's Day, so I get this kind of 
double whammy of celebration, which is quite good. Um, and we haven't really, we didn't really do anything major. My wife and I went for like brunch on Wednesday, which is really nice. That's the first time we've done that in, well, just ages. I mean, it's hard enough doing anything with a kid anyway, but uh, yeah, he was out of the child mind. I've been off work. I've, I had this week off work, which was really nice. So we found ourselves with some free time, went out and just did something normal, which was, yeah, really, really good. Um, That's awesome. What else has been going on? So, and then went to a dinosaur museum yesterday, uh, took the little one there. And then today we went to the local soft play and he had a run around in there and just sort of every day this week, just been trying to do something and get out and kind of make use of, um, my days off work really. So that's been good. That's um, amazing. And then aside from that, I put a new episode out of tapes from the wastes, my fallout podcast. Um, it was just a mini episode though, which my buddy Eric and I sometimes do because the main episodes are quite production heavy. So yeah. to sort of fill the gaps in between them episodes, we put out smaller ones as well. So I did one of them. Um, writing, uh, writing a couple of things for First Aid Spray and a couple of things for myself as well because I'm trying to keep just doing bits of content and things like that here and there. So I've got something... Uh, and I've got some stuff that's like veers back towards the collector things. I've got, I've got a video that I'm trying to put together for my... Uh, for my Metal Gear Solid PSP collection, but then I've got another video which I'm keeping a secret at the moment because I don't want anyone listening to steal the idea. Oh, you can't! So, you can't do that. You yeah. can't do that. <laughs> it will be a surprise. It's fine. Um, yeah. And yeah, my eBay addiction spiked a little bit over the past couple of weeks, which we'll get on to. Um, and I am 100% fully back into speedrunning Resident Evil 2 as well. So. Oh, mate, mate. I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot more, but it's. Uh... It's a bug. I know it sounds really stupid for people listening, but it is a real bug. And we talked about it after you you finished your speed run, and it was kind of like, oh, it just makes me want to want to go back. And we talked about my challenges and stuff um, on that game, and you can definitely tell there's a difference between the two. Yeah. And there's a frustration that you're addicted to as well that I think everyone needs to learn what that, that frustration of playing that game is really can really affect you but yeah um but other than that i think in terms of it in my week as such it, it's it's been really strange because I, I hate to talk about work on this podcast but do it um a, a lot of the guys that i've worked with this week have had the gcse results mm. and it's been it, it was my first time ever experiencing gcse results with other you know the kids that i work with and it was crazy it was so good so um inspiring to be honest yeah. you know there was a they were they were a mixed bag. Some were great, some were not so great. But the tenacity that these kids, honestly, I don't know how we would cope going through everything that's gone on. But the even with the negative results, you know, they were focused on the positives, which I was really really surprised about. And it's such a great experience. If you ever get to do it, obviously I wouldn't suggest to turn up to a school on <laughs> on a results day just for the sake of it. I'd, I'd maybe have an invested interest, but. Um, yeah, it's definitely something that's that I'd highly recommend you just kind of see. It's just such a good atmosphere, so fun. Um, I know some people don't have the necessary results that they need, but it's still really, really good. I, I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Uh, right, I think I'm back in action. Yeah, so apologies if you're listening to this and the audio has just drastically changed. I just uh, was fiddling about with the microphone there. So, um, but yeah, things should be good now. Um, yeah, so what was we saying? Yeah, we are just talking about what we were doing. Um, I mean, 
Yeah, so I've just been enjoying the week off, as I said. Um, yeah, uh, nothing else really to report. Watching the Euros, uh, which has been an up and down experience, I would say. <laughs> you can say that again. Yeah. Definitely I, say that again. And I was listening to some... Um, so just to quickly touch on the Euros, uh, the England now will be facing Germany coming up. And it's a lot of people that are saying, you know... England, England have a chance here. You know, they've they've just been biding their time, holding back the performances, kind of you know waiting to unleash it and and kind of bring it out the locker. And it's like, I don't agree with that at all. I, I would say they're slightly better than they have been playing, but you know, and people have been comparing it to, oh, what if France and Germany were playing like this? People would just say they're getting the job done. You know, they're they're taking things easy. They, this is tournament football. It's completely different. But those teams have gone on to win the tournaments in the past, and it's like that's not England. So <laughs> when England yeah. play like that, I'm just like, eh, you know, that's shit. And then I look at a team like Wales that just have momentum and heart, and it's like, you know, I just uh, I, I'm pretty certain England will lose to Germany, and that's the end of the tournament for them. Uh, despite some patchiness Germany have had in their m- most recent games, but I'm not filled with confidence. Um, yeah, I, I haven't been watching every single game, um, but yeah, as I say, a mixed bag as far as the Euros have been going for me. Yeah, and do you know I disagree with everything you've just said, really. Um, no, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think that I do think that England will beat Germany. Um, I do agree with you very much on. I think it's complete nonsense when you hear the lines of, "Oh yes, uh, you know they they're waiting for the time to shine. They're waiting for the moment." I have watched enough tournament football to know that that sentence has been used not necessarily for England. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say it hmm. specifically for England for a number of tournaments. Yeah. I'm sick to death of hearing it. I'm sick to death of you know they they just need to get through the group stages and then they'll kick on and then they'll do this. You know there there was a great myth. You know when you got to the semi final of the World Cup, however great that was, that's a massive achievement. But the performances were dreadful. You know and. <laughs> And I think in the and I'm, please correct me if I am wrong. I think there were three games that you won, and of those three games, one was uh, Panama. You know, and the teams were horrendous. And yeah. yeah, when you put it this way, in that in that World Cup, the teams that you had to kind of beat, you beat. However, the teams where you should put up a challenge, you didn't beat. Yeah, Belgium twice, Croatia. I'm sorry, but Croatia, however good that side is. And there's a reason why they got to that semi-final. They were not in the same standard as England in terms of if you on paper. Yeah. And I think that's where kind of let. And the problem is, I'm going to say this line: I'd hate to support England if I'm (laughs) honest with you. I'd hate to support England right now because I feel there's too many cooks, there's too many, there's too many Fodens, there's too many Sackers, there's too many Raheem. There seems to be so many players that they're trying to jam into a into a small hole and I yeah. don't think that works. I think with Wales we're so limited that we don't have the luxury to to bring on. Although our bench this year is probably better than Euro twenty sixteen. Yeah. You know, and I do think that Wales have I think Wales are gonna lose to Denmark, I'll be honest. I, I mean I I, I, that... it's weird that because I feel like that game is far more winnable for Wales than 
than the Germany game is for England um, because there is a lot to be said about heart and momentum. And, you know, when I, I look at football like this a lot, like, you know, you're talking about how England, they've got too many of these players. But I also think you can have all those players, but... Um, it it's not just down to the it's not just down to your whether how many you've got or how few you've got it's the attitude of the players as well and i say this all the time that so many of them just are not interested in playing for playing for england like you see it it was this generation that's been coming through especially the last world cup it was like okay we know we had an easy ride but it was like in a couple of tournaments this might be a serious generation of england players like you could yes. there was something there that had been missing for a while that seemed to be coming back and then this past year happened, and I don't think any of them are really bothered about the tournament right now because of everything else that's been happening. It's just it's the way the league was a bit of a joke in my mind. The tournament is a bit of a joke. It's like, oh, great, we get to the Euros are on, fantastic. We all get to watch a bit of football, but they're you know the state of minds of these players and what they're actually what they do actually care about and you know and you can look at players in, it's not just England it's other countries as well you know Pogba comes to mind obviously you know it's a, a, their their attitude and their commitment to their clubs and their country it's like you know it is questionable whereas in the past it that it felt like they did want to play for their country these days I don't think they're really that bothered and then this past year makes it a bit more a bit even it makes it even less interesting for them so um, we can have all these players and yet it's it is a struggle to fit them in know you know know how to use them but um, sometimes it's nice to have if all of those players had the right frame of mind we it wouldn't matter but they don't have the right frame of mind so that doesn't help and there's a lot of egos involved and stuff like that so yeah, it's I don't know. Like I say, I said before, it's a, a back and forth relationship with football at the moment. And uh, yeah, the Euros they they did. I thought they were going to re spark things quite a lot. They haven't really as much as I thought, especially with what happened on the first weekend and the just the uninspiring performances from England is like. I mean, the Scotland game was you know. <laughs> It was just well, toilet, complete it, toilet. It, that's a perfect description. <laughs> it was absolute toilet. Um, however, great it was to see Scotland, and they put in a hell of a poor performance. Yeah. You know, they put in a hell of a performance. But once again, it's England allowing teams to dictate yeah. the game. That's where I, I. It's almost like for the first ten minutes, they'll they'll watch a team and figure out right how are they going to play? Oh, they're going to attack us. So what we'll def- do is defend for eighty minutes and hope for counter attack. Yeah, and then. If a team like Scotland doesn't necessarily attack you as you expect, they they just don't know what to do. Yeah. And I think that's where they struggle. Okay, Sterling got a really early goal against uh, Czech Republic. Yeah. And they started off fresh, but then it just it just fades out all the time. They just you, it's just hard to watch. It really, is hard to watch an England game. And it, it is. Yeah, it's it's so tough. And I think that I do think. That Wales will go out and England will go through. Um, you know, my hope is to be England in the semi-final, uh, beat England in the semi-final, and that's football complete. Then, isn't it? You know, I can kind of put a signature on it and never open that box ever again because I'm done. <laughs> Football's complete for me. I think I don't think there's any more to achieve. I've platinumed it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a treat that would be uh, if we were to both progress and then meet in the semis. That would be fantastic. But. It's weird, yeah. I I feel the opposite. I mean, it's and maybe that's this self-deprecating thing we have for ourselves and our teams as well. You're like, <laughs> I, I I look at Wales play and I'm like, they're, they're complete. It's completely winnable. They'll probably go through. And then it's 
you know, Wales are the team I feel haven't fully unlocked themselves yet. I look at England and it's like, yeah, we're done already. The tournament is spent. Um, it might take a good game to bring out more things from them, but I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's up for debate. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, for all the people that uh, absolutely dislike football and have switched off right now, I do apologise. Uh, we are going to move on to other things, but thought we could get the Euro ramble out of the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't wait till the very end. This time. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so hopefully you've stuck with us. Um, so what we'll do is uh, we'll get to our main, as I said, backbone of what I think the podcast is going to be. And this oh, was Lou's ingenious uh, uh, segment idea to ask each other questions. As we said before, we want to use this podcast as a way to get to know each other. We don't really know. We know each other to a certain point, but we don't really know each other. So that's what this is about we can have a chat find out our innermost feelings and thoughts and deepest darkest secrets so like you did last week it's my turn this time to ask you three questions um you have not been briefed on these questions i have 100 percent, and i'm quite nervous about it because like in general life i can dish it out but i can't take it so uh... (laughs) now i almost sent you these prior because i thought a couple of these are uh, one of them in particular, I think, is really difficult. Okay. Um, and like you did, I might start boring, and then we're going to get to the the, si- the serious stuff. So I almost sent them to you because I thought this is really unfair uh, on Lou. But um, but you didn't, and you wanted to hear me struggle. I did it. not, and so I thought, no, no, let's go for the live. Let's go for his live um, stress and anxiety on the on the <laughs> podcast. So um, welcome but... to the stress and anxiety podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so this is Ask 3, this is Lou's segment, and it's my turn this time to, to start. Uh, I'm going to ask Lou some questions, and I'm also going to answer them myself as well. So here we go. Question number one, Lou, and this is nice and easy for you. What was the last, uh, what was the last phys- piece of physical music you bought? So CD or vinyl. Now, the Resident Evil vinyl soundtracks do not count here, um, because I know you bought them sort of a little while ago. Uh, and the reason they don't count is I feel like that's more that's like gaming merchandise that doesn't count. I'm talking about musical taste. What's the last not the thing you listen to on Spotify? What's the last CD or vinyl you bought? If you even have a record player, I know some people don't. But what, even what's the last CD you bought? Okay, so that's a very very good question, and I'm going to kind of bounce it back to you because I'm really struggling for the name. But I know, and I know this who the person is, and I can see her face, I can see her music, I, I can see everything. But I, for the life of it, I cannot remember the album. Do you want to um, do some googling at all, and then uh, <laughs> I can let people know what mine is? Go on, so, I'll, I'll let you go for that. Yeah. So I I've been trying to cling on to physical media and physical music uh, in particular for a long time. Uh, I do have a. Uh, a record player to play vinyl and few years ago like everybody that's really cool I decided to start buying vinyl um, but the the most recent one I bought it's actually not as recent as I would have liked it to have been now uh, when uh, Jess and I moved back from Bristol um, you know our lives changed a little bit and we had less room for stuff so I've certainly been buying a lot less things uh, but in 2017, so one of my favourite bands growing up was CKY, and I've always bought their CDs. And in 2017, the band, as a three-piece, because one of the members, the founding members, had left the band a couple of years before. But then the band came back. They released an album in 2017 called Phoenix. Uh, I went to the tour as well. I actually think 
it was very possibly one of the last gigs I, I ever went to. Uh, I went okay. to two shows. I went to one in Bristol and I went to one in London. Uh, so yeah, CKY as a three-piece played. They promoted this album, Phoenix, and they sold a like a CD and vinyl bundle. It came with a T-shirt and stickers. Um, and yeah, and that album, so that was... So that was June. No, it was later than June. It was maybe about September 2017. Okay. Um, I, st- I have the CD in my car because my car has a CD player. And I do have a... Um, uh, because I don't have like a fancy like uh, dash in my car. I have a uh, FM transmitter for if I want to play music off my phone. I know the one, yeah. yeah, yeah which the, which yeah. does the job just fine, to be honest. They're great. They're yeah. super cheap. And you can just play your Spotify through the radio. Um uh, other streaming services are available um, <laughs> but the car does have a cd player so i have that cd cky phoenix uh, in the car and i have the vinyl it's in my vinyl box over there but yeah great album it was um the band uh they're sort of an odd one uh, they're hard they're 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 like uh they're like grunge slow metal rock i suppose is way to describe them they also use like um, they use synthesizers and stuff like that, which has been this weird little signature part of their sound. Very hard to kind of put into a genre. I've always liked them. They re- they were associated with skateboarding for a long time. And as a three-piece, the album was not bad. Uh, it did really miss the vocals of the old singer that left, um, who I was a big fan of. But just as, as somebody that really struggles to like a lot of new music... Um, like I have a few things here and there which I enjoy, but this, yeah, this this was the last release from one of my favourite bands. Um, I guess I'm slightly biased, but it was ve- it just sounded like an album that they would have released, uh, you know, 15 years ago. It was very safe. Um, it was very short. I think it's only got eight tracks on. It's like oh, wow, 30, sure. 39 minutes long, so it's barely an album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some uh, some really great riffs. Absolutely love it. Um, and yeah, that was the last piece of physical music that I bought. And prior to that, like I say, I've still been buying, uh, like I bought CDs like many times before that over recent years for other bands and, and people that I like. Uh, yeah, because I'm, like I say, I'm somebody that likes to, to have have the stuff in my hands. Like physical, we, absolutely Yeah, like we physical. talk about with the collecting, but um, kind of, of course, applies yeah. to music as well. So I haven't bought anything for a while. Um there's definitely stuff that's come out that I probably should, but as well, when you become a parent, the spending on yourself gets a bit more limited as well. So, yeah, haven't bought anything for a little while, but that was that was my last one. Did you manage to find out who it was? I did, yes. Before? And the moment you started speaking, it just went straight into my head. Um, it was actually last year, which I was surprised. I remember pre-ordering it for a pre-order. Remember pre-ordering albums? <laughs> um, I actually pre-ordered it. And it was Poppy's I Disagree album. Oh, uh, fabulous. Which is still in my car. And recently I had a new car radio installed. Um, basically because, very similar to what you've said, um, I have a FM transmitter. And being from Wales, there's a lot of interference, hills, <laughs> masts. And at the moment, I'm, st- I'm it is now picking up... In the middle of a song, I'll pick up the traffic news. <laughs> Just like, and I'll have no idea why. So, um... Yeah, so I recently had a, a new radio installed, and the guy who installed it went, uh, is this yours, by the way? And it's just a picture. I don't know if you've ever seen Poppy's I Disagree album. Yeah, yeah, It's just yeah. a picture of her face. Yeah. And she just like waved black, at me. It's like black blood or something on her face. certainly yeah. is, yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of like, 
yeah, cheers, mate. And he went, okay, I won't, I won't link it to Kiss. I'll find Kerrang for you. <laughs> I was like, what a stereotype that is. Um, but I've listened to Poppy's music for a number of years, um, from weird to, well, weird, to be honest. And, I, yeah, big fan. Uh, I do like her music. Very, very odd. But it also links in, she's done a great cover. And I know you've listened to her music before. She's a fantastic cover of Tattoos, All the Things You Said, yep. which leads me on to another physical vinyl I wanted. Yep. We, and I'd highly recommend this to you. And this is going to be a shot in the dark. And people listening, and especially my friends who will be listening, will roll their eyes, what I'm about to say. Mm. Uh, Tattoos album, 200 kilometers in the wrong lane. Okay. If you, if you don't own that album or you have never listened to that album, listen to it. It is easily my top three albums ever. <laughs> Wow. I I will... That is just the most peculiar, bizarre, just such a good, good album. They cover the Smiths on it as well at one point. Okay. They sing all the songs in Russian, which is everyone's delight, really. Everyone wants to listen to multiple (laughs) tracks of Russian (laughs) Russian versions of uh, all the things she said. But it is a very, very good album. Very, very good. I mean, I'm not going to... Like I'm not gonna hate on you for that. That I mean, that song, that tattoo song, is good, and I know they're kind of seen as like a one-hit wonder. I've certainly never listened to their album, um, but the fact that you're recommending it, I can believe that they've got a good album because I I really like that track. Um, so I'll definitely add. So yeah, I mean, what kind of what is it? Just like kind of synth poppy stuff, or yeah, it, it's yeah. it's very. My wife always has a go at me for liking kind of. I want to say Euro pop, Euro rock yeah, type of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, my favorite band is from Finland and all that mm. type of stuff. Yeah. And t- when I listen to this album, I I can almost see her rolling her eyes now as I speak. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just weird. It's one of those albums that you know, if you're sat in the sun chilling out mm. for twenty minutes, one of the songs is eight nine minutes long, and it's <laughs> it it just feels like there's someone, group of people gathered around the microphone. Yeah. Just grabbing as many instruments as they can and just hitting it once or twice. It's just odd, but it's very, very good to listen to. Okay, no, that's that's a yeah, that is a that's a out of the blue recommendation there, but that's definitely something I'll check out. But, then. but yeah, it, the reason I, I say that is that they for Record Store Day this year they have brought out a well next year is the twentieth year anniversary of that oh album. Oh my god, now I, I know. feel old. I, okay. Yeah, I know, and they brought out vinyl, and I'm hoping. I can pick that up, but I yeah. just missed Record Store Day, unfortunately. So fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. I'll check it out. Well, that's yeah. Poppy's a good shout as well. I I love Poppy. She's um lot and she um I th- I think pretty every every album she has is kind of it's a different genre, isn't it? Like the fir- I think the first two albums she did, there isn't even any singing on. It's just beats. It's just music. It's just beats um, and her just randomly just saying words. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, tree. <laughs> Foot. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, I like that. And then she has like a like a super super pop album that that still has some of those like weird dark undertones in yeah. some of the songs, and you like you can see stuff coming through. And then I am a girl. That album I just oh, love from start to finish. So That's good. like eighties synth pop rock. Like yeah. you know, it's it's really really good. Um, and then obviously I disagree. Come out and yeah, that's like super like heavy metal and it's really cool. Oh, she uh, went full Alexa Bliss there, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love the cover as well. That's it's funny you mentioned. I'm pretty sure it was playing uh, when I came home the other day. I think I put Poppy on and it came through on the Alexa. It's uh, 
it's a it's a it's a really great cover um so yeah good choice good choice okay so question number two that was the, the first question was easy so here we go <laughs> the first i mean it's always fine, good to find out about people's music tastes and sometimes you know you say what's the last album you bought it doesn't necessarily signify it can send signals about your i don't want to put you in a a, a pigeonhole <laughs> <laughs> for your music taste but That's um, it's just interesting to see with uh, everything going digital and it's like i think bit, a bit like me you're you're clinging on to the the physicality of stuff so as recent as last year i think that's probably a lot more recent than uh, most people i would say i'd agree there i'd yeah. agree okay so number two what is the oldest item of clothing you own and is there any specific story behind it Oh, this is fantastic. What a question this is. <laughs> and it is just purely coincidence. So the oldest item of clothing that I own is actually a piece of clothing that I wore on last week's podcast. And no way. it's actually sat right, right next to me now. I'm going to I'm gonna grab it. Obviously, you cannot see it. Uh, sorry, the, people, the listeners cannot see it. It is a whale's kit. And I believe this Wales kit... Oh, you can't see it because of the blue... <laughs> the because pictures, of the background. The background uh, making it disappear, but, the chroma. Yeah. But, you so, know, I, rem- I know the shirt. I remember it from last yeah, week. Yeah, it's from, the other from I believe, 1994, 95. Um, it is obviously a replica uh, that... that's Obviously, it's not the one that I wore at the time because I would have been four years of age. Yeah. Um, but it is just a, a remembrance of my first Wales kit. So that's probably the oldest piece of clothing from 1994-95, I think. So, yeah, that's probably my oldest. I get the feeling you're going to be coming here now and say, like, yeah, mine's from John Lennon wore it when he performed, <laughs> no. performed in Moscow. <laughs> so, now, you, I was going to uh, preface what I was going to say with the fact that for a lot of people, it will be a football shirt or, you know, a, sport, a sports jersey because those things last for a hundred years they really really do and i think uh, lots of football fans uh, in particular will have you know i had this shirt since 97 or 2000 or something like that uh, you know a lot of football fans have got old shirts and for a long time um one of you know my oldest uh, pieces of clothing would have been uh, a united shirt from i think so so the dreaded uh gray kit uh with sharp view cam on Ooh. i had that when i was and they're always too big for you you know you, you when you're a kid you wear them and they're sort of the da- mine was almost down to my knees there's a couple of photos of me in that shirt so that would have been uh i don't know when was that kit out that's 96 95 probably like it's around that time um yeah sounds familiar yeah and I had that for a long time, but then, uh, so that shirt uh, was given away, was donated to somebody, um, and then I had other football shirts. Um, this is going to sound like a, this is not a depressing story. One of my other old football shirts, I actually uh, was buried with my nan when she passed away. Oh, so wow. that was that was another because she was a huge, huge football fan. Uh, yeah. her, cat, her cats were called Rooney and Gerard. Uh, she had a pic- <laughs> She lit- literally had a poster of Rio Ferdinand on her fridge. Like you know, she wow, she, she was a big football fan. So mine used to be also uh, a shirt, uh, a football shirt, but um, uh, it hasn't uh, been for a long time. Currently, the oldest piece of clothing I own. So in two thousand and six. Uh, so how long ago is that? 
15, 15 years 15 ago. 15 years ago. Exactly, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, uh, my mum brought me this green... I don't actually have it to hand, but I will send you a picture yeah. after. So this kind of greeny, beigey Ben Sherman coat. Okay. Now, do you remember in the mid-2000s when Ben Sherman was like all the rage? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think every t-shirt my older brother wore was Ben Sherman. Um, I didn't really wear Ben Sherman clothing, um, but my mum bought me this coat for my uh, birthday or something. And I'm pretty sure it cost, it cost like £110. It was oh, wow. like the most expensive piece of clothing I'd ever had. Um, it was far too big for me. I mean, it was about two sizes too big. And I remember because it was so expensive, I was just like, yeah, it's great. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're branded. You know, I'll, yeah, I'll wear, wear it all the time. Um, but to be honest, and I, I mean, it's very unlikely she's listening to this, but like, uh, I didn't really even like it. It was just kind of like, <laughs> it was as far as coats. It's not like a like a waterproof coat. It's like um, it border. It's borderline denim. It's but it's not denim. It's that really super thick, thick like double layered, heavy duty cotton. You can tell it's an expensive jacket, um, but yeah, I didn't even really like it. It wasn't really my kind of thing. But I wore it, and that coat despite the fact I don't even like it, I still wear it to this day, constantly, all the time. Uh, it's perfect for, um, like I say, just general, if it's not pissing it down with rain or it's not super, super cold, it's just a general uh, nice sort of coat to wear. Um, and I tell you what, it's sti dis despite some very small bits of like fraying on the edge of the sleeves, it's just in perfect condition. That's and this coat has been, it's been on like every single holiday with me. And I, like I've not been, I've been on maybe, I've been to like maybe six or seven different countries. Uh, the furthest being New York, uh, which I know is not a country. But um, the, yeah, so it's been around the world with me. Wow. And it's just survive, it just persists, you know. I think it knows I don't really like it that much. And it's... <laughs> It's still around, um, and yeah, it's in perfect condition, and I guess money well spent from my mum. Um, yeah, like I say, Ben Sherman, it's sort of like this weird brand that was kind of associated with really chavvy types back then, but um, it wasn't something that uh, I was... I think I had a Ben Sherman shirt that she bought me as well. But yeah, I was trying to come up with questions, and I thought, you know, that there's got to always be an interesting story behind, behind your oldest piece of clothing. And although my story isn't interesting... Uh, I just find it hilarious that this, I'm still holding on to this thing ben from Sherman. like my late teens and it will not leave my life. Um, I've gone through stages where like I've put on a bit more weight and I haven't been able to do it up. And <laughs> So that's like, your gauge, that's your gauge of yeah. like, okay, now it's time to get back into the gym. That's, I that's... can, I can, if I can do the jacket up, I'm yeah. winning. So that's all good. Um so yeah, that's mine. This super super old coat from my mum that I got for my birthday that I don't even really like, but I still wear all the time. I've got a uh, fantastic Ben Sherman um, story for you, and mm -hmm. this is you're gonna love this one. So yeah, uh, when I first met my wife when she was then my girlfriend, I had a Ben Sherman shirt, and I could really describe it as like a, a light brownish color. Um, mm. I loved it. I was obsessed with the shirt. I would wear it. Wherever, if I was going on a night out or if I was going to meet with friends, this Ben Sherman shirt would be the one. 
and I one day decided, and looking back now, it's probably looking about eight, nine years ago, I had a pair of trousers which I also loved, and they weren't kind of, they were jeans-like trousers, but they weren't the traditional blue. They were like a, almost a, a shady brown colour as well, right? Yeah. But I thought I looked like, you know, prime David Beckham in them. <laughs> and... So my wife and I were going on a night out and I walked into the room as you do like a catwalk and you're like, what do you think? Yeah. And my wife just looked up and down and she just went, didn't say anything. And I went, the shirt? <laughs> and she kept silent. I went, the trousers? Silence. I went, the shirt and the trousers? And she just went, lose them. <laughs> lose them both. <laughs> and she... <laughs> and I dread to think what uh, Photoshop's going to come from this now. But... It basically looked like I was entering, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. I was just missing the red zip-up jacket. <laughs> it tread and set up. When was this? Did you say this was quite, this when you is, met your wife? Yeah, so this is yeah. probably, yeah, t- uh, 2012, 2013, yeah. so it wasn't that long ago. It's quite late in the life of Ben Sherman yeah. being the height of fashion. But I would don't say. forget, ben, this shit Ben Sherman top was the one that I idolised, you know. It was the yeah. one that I'd, I'd kept. It was kept at the back of my of my closet and it was only brought out for big events. And now I realise, <laughs> looking back, looking at old photos going, ooh, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not the one. Yeah, this that that's funny because my... Ben Sherman jacket, as I said, it's not even something that I would just wear once in a while. I literally wear, it's my it's my everyday jacket, if yeah, you yeah. like. Um, so I wear it all the bloody time. Um, I have like this really great, um, this like this big waterproof, like no fear black sort of, it's not a puffer jacket. It's, it's, it's more like, a, it's closer to like a snowboarding jacket, but not quite as... Uh, as, as big did it have like That's... flames coming off it remember the old no school? no 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 no. yeah <laughs> i certainly had a no fear t-shirt once that had that kind of style yeah it wasn't flames it was probably like a skull head with wings or something like that um but no so that jacket comes out when it rains and then like i've had like uh like a night out jacket before which i i've got a leather jacket which i wear on nights out usually but yeah, my Ben Sherman green everyday jacket is still around. I will share a picture with you so so you can see. So you're um, going out like um, so you're going out like Bear Grylls, whereas I'm going out as uh, <laughs> someone yeah, else. I'm to get me out of here. So yeah. yeah, yeah, which is kind of in the similar vein, I suppose, isn't it? And yeah, it has that. Um, it's it's like like a ca- it doesn't have the camo pattern, but it's like a camo green, like a light camo green color. Got you. It's so ugly. To be honest, like I, I really don't know why. I'm, just, I think I'm just cheap, and I'm just so resistant of buying another everyday jacket. I'm like, oh, I got one. I'll just wear that one instead. So, so yeah, there we go. I can understand right. that. We're doing well. Things are about to change. Oh God! Right. Okay. We're on to question number three. Yeah. Uh, so, you, if you need time to think about this, you can say, and then because I've got, a, I have a response. So, okay. Right. Lewis, yes. When was the last time somebody offended you, and how did you handle the situation? And I mean, I don't mean like, yeah, the football commentator said something that pissed you off. I mean, ideally, somebody you know, it could be someone like, uh, you know, over the internet. Ideally, someone in real life. Mine is actually somebody that I don't know personally, um, but. 
it did it's it definitely offended me more than lots of other stuff recently so that's why i've picked it but yeah so when was the last time somebody offended you uh and or at least one of the times recently if there's something you don't want to talk about and how did you handle that situation okay wow that's a that's a real big question there that is a really really good question um what i'm gonna do okay to make sure that i come up with a good story as opposed to something that's just popped into my head because i have a few yeah uh, but I want to make sure that I'm going to bounce it back to you and fine. and see what your thing is on it. Now, you yep. were able to answer my questions through questions really, really quickly. And I was really impressed. <laughs> so two of the three questions that I've that you've asked me so far, I've bounced back to you. Um, so I'm going to bounce this back to you and I'm going to prepare the story. OK, I'm going to prepare that, it. That's fine. And now now you see why I ne- I considered sending these to you because I thought this is... This is a big one. Yeah, like, that's know, a this good is, one. We're going to really find out what, what Lou's about here. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is mine. <clears throat> so as you know, uh, I, d- I like going to the gym. I like to keep myself fit. Uh, very recently, I had a I took a progress picture of myself, which you've seen. Mm-hmm. It was on my Instagram. Uh, during lockdown, I, I, def- I gained a few lockdown pounds, as most uh, lots of people did. And then I've been going back to the gym since they reopened. Really pleased with my progress, starting to shift a few pounds, gain a bit of muscle definition and all that kind of stuff. Uh, There is a a fitness group that I'm a part of that I shared the picture on and, uh, you know, which everybody does. And, you know, there's mine is as far as progress pictures go, you know, I'm not stood there with my shirt off or anything like that. It's really, really subtle. But um, everybody's like, yeah, well done. You know, great job. Great job. As you do, you know, you need that sort of validation. And then somebody some bastard was like <laughs> was like oh looking good mate well done well done just make sure to do some calf raises next time you're at the gym and now i got to tell you right i'm really proud of my leg workouts and okay. i often go to the gym with a couple of other people and between the three of us i'm particularly with the calf raises i do the most weight okay that's good <laughs> For some reason, this guy had picked on... Like, you can't even really see my calves in the picture. And uh, I suppose that he'd just seen it. And th- and I was like, "Are you? is he joking? What's he trying to do? Is he trying to be funny? But because I was being so vulnerable and I put this picture online, really proud of my progress, and some carrot had said, <laughs> well do you oh, do some calf raises? And I do calf raises on the calf raid machine on pretty much maximum weight like almost 20 reps if I can get to it. I'm really proud. So I was pissed off when I saw this, really, really pissed off. So what did I do? How did I handle it? I took a photo of the muscle on my calf and I posted that picture and I was like, actually, mate, I think I'm all right if you look at this muscle right here on my calf, <laughs> and which was obviously a really stupid fucking thing to do. <laughs> That's the most childish as, thing you could have ever done. And as soon as I'd done it, I was just like, why did I do that? Like, that just makes me look like even more of this vain idiot or something. But I don't know. It was just something about... it. When it comes to my workouts at the gym... I don't feel my legs need any work. My legs are some of the strongest, muscliest parts of my body. And this bastard had picked out this and I thought, I'll show you. And I <laughs> shared a picture of my flexed calf muscle and was like, look at that. See, I don't need any more calf raises. I'm fine, thanks. 
And he was like, yeah, great, well done. And I don't think he had understood how much he had pissed me off, but then I just sort of sheepishly left it, and I don't, I haven't really been back to that group since. Because you can't really, de- when you've posted that, you can't really delete it because it's out there now. You know, you've done it. You've passed that threshold. So, so yeah, I, it, you know, and there's look, there's loads of other times in my life where people offend me and stuff like that. But you know that going to the gym is a big part of my life. And it's moments like that where you feel like this is one of those things where uh, maybe, you know, maybe I, like you say, you can dish it out, but you can't take it. This is a thing I can't take. Somebody had really touched a nerve with me. But then when I'm at the gym with other people, we sort of laugh and joke and stuff. And I think it's because I didn't know this person. So they were trying to have a bit of banter. Yeah, maybe, of course. Which, you know, I fucking hate. You know, if I think if you don't know the person, to banter with them, it just makes you a bit of a dick, to be honest. So Yeah, and seeing it in like, cold, hard text as well yeah, doesn't help. Seeing it written down is like, that's like... Saying it to someone is one thing, especially if you're face to face, because you can sort of read, you know, all these sort of, you know, these cues that they give you. But seeing somebody write the words down and say it to you, that can cut you deep. So, yeah, that really pissed me off. And I handled it absolutely terribly. So I'm not proud of it at all. (laughs) But I learned a lesson. You know, I wouldn't do that. If that somebody says that again, I will stop myself. I'll go, no, remember what you did last time. You posted a picture of your calf and you looked like a fucking idiot. So just take a deep breath and forget about it that's that's great that's great what about you so mine i'm really trying to rack my brain i was trying to make it more recent because i'm sure people will try but it's really difficult to offend me um Mm -hmm. i find it really really difficult to take obviously i will take offense but five minutes later i'm like oh it's it's fine you know it's fine i'll get over it so this is probably the most recent one um a group of kind of old school people were trying to make a, a reunion happen. This is very American, isn't it? But it's 15 years <laughs> since I left school and they were trying to make a reunion happen. And I kind of went, okay, sorry guys, I'm away that weekend. Sorry I can't make it, but you guys have a good time. And then a lot of them recognised who I was. Now, when I was in school, I had a friend who was basically my twin Right, we we had no relations at all. We had no family, but we looked exactly the same. Mm. And even I have to say, I was like, we just looked identical. So there were numerous times that this person would get called. You know, I get called this person's name, this, that, and the other. So anyway, they they recognised me, and I said, oh, I remember you. Yeah, you you had this mate who was this and this. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like that. Oh, that guy was. Oh, and they hadn't realised. That the person they were laughing and joking about was me. <laughs> oh my god! But none of oh. it was really harsh. Okay, none of it yeah. was like you know he's he's this type of person. He's this type of person. They they were pretty much saying that I was on the fence all the time. That I would never be one side or the other. So mm. where I, if I had to make a decision, it was oh you know I'm kind of in the middle. And the one that got me, and I laugh about it as I'm saying it was. He, if he was any more neutral, he'd be in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great country. It, it is a great country. However, that really offended me, and I have yeah. no idea why. And in terms of how I reacted, um, I was up front and said, "Oh, you've got the wrong person." That was that was my <laughs> twin, and I was outright it because you know, I'm not facing them face to face. So yeah, you know, I can say whatever I want. <laughs> and. Their reaction was really apologetic. 
And to be fair yeah. to them, they were really apologetic. And, you know, they were. this was kind of, you know, you know when you have a group and then you have a subgroup? So there was a, this yes. was a subgroup that, that they kind of included me in. So most of them avoided this, this issue. But yeah, that was probably <laughs> the one that really offended. How I dealt with it... Um, I didn't have the guts to leave the group because everyone who kind of left the group got talked about. So yeah. I couldn't deal with the fact that they would do that. So I just yeah. ignored it and <laughs> just kind of <laughs> muted it and just hope that it goes away. And yeah. if, any of the, <laughs> if any of those people are listening, I do apologise. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, you, again, that's a sort of similar situation where, you know, the, so some of these people you may not have seen for a long time then. So it's it's if if some if some if if i had said that to you and i know again we haven't met in person but we're we're on a sort of more refreshed acquaintance acquaintanceship yeah. of knowing each other if i'd made that joke it may have pissed you off but probably nowhere near as much than these people it's like well they don't know anything about me they haven't been hanging around with me in the past few years so you know how dare they make that comment and it just yeah. shows that line That's between yeah. like you know this the stuff you get on Twitter the stuff that people say to each other on 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 Twitter is just like you think you know the, some of it is just so dumb and people get so riled up about it and you think you know I've said much worse stuff to people I know and stuff like that and and I'm not talking and I don't mean just being horrible for the sake of being horrible but I mean on Twitter that people cannot they they cannot have this coherent uh, debate and discussion because yeah they don't know each other they don't know really what someone means when they say it. they can't hear their voice they can't see the look in their eyes and stuff like that so it's so much easier to react negatively to somebody on the internet than say if you were just down the pub and somebody had said that to you you know because it just changes the entire situation so i do find it funny that both of our situations are that both time we've been really annoyed or offended is is through that text on the screen yeah. that's that's the, that stuff cuts deep doesn't it yeah it it does make a difference and you know you talk about all this stuff where how we communicate and i think it's something 70 percent or 60 percent is how we communicate through our body language how the tone of our voice it's never a case of the words that come out of our mouth and i think that that's where it came from and I think that this particular incident was, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I felt I dealt with it quite well. But for the night, I was like, oh, you know, you sit yeah. there <laughs> raging. But um, your words were, you know, my words at the time were, you're talking about this person. And I obviously named the person laughing face, laughing face, laughing face. Whereas yeah. I'm on the phone going, nah, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Really, your fa- your actual face is the angry face, angry yeah. face, angry face. But a couple of days after, you know, when you don't really know people, as in when they're mm. not your friends, you just know them through passing, and mm. the only kind of negative they can point out is that I was on the fence, I'm going to take that yeah. as a win. You know, that, yeah. that, is, yeah. that is a win. That is a major win. Absolutely. As far as, as, far as insults go, it's pretty, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty... Uh... Parryable, I suppose. It's, yeah, it's it's no big deal, is it? Yeah. Whereas some bastard insulted the muscles on my legs, and I, oh, I, I, I still think about that in the shower every day. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine your wife just walking in as you have the phone in your hand, taking a picture of your legs. What are you doing? <laughs> get out, shut away, get away! I'm taking a picture of my calf. I'm to shut up some idiot on the internet. <laughs> I'm tensing. I'm tensing. <laughs> so um. 
Yeah, uh, you know, and I have, and I, I, I was trying to think of times in my life um, with people I know where someone I actually know had offended me, and like compared to that story I just told, like there is almost nothing, um, and I think like like you say, it is very difficult to get offend. I, for me, it's very difficult to offend me. Uh, in real life um, it comes back to that as I said it depends who it is you know the situation you're in uh, there's boundaries that people should cross and should not cross um, and some people are terrible with boundaries and again I bring it back to banter and I I don't I don't really have many people that I banter with I mean I kind of do with you a little bit when we take the piss out of our speed running and stuff but that's so just kind yeah. of like surface level it's just ridiculous but um you know I've been around other people that take it further and I've been in situations where I'm just like well I wouldn't say that and I let people get on with it um and then I've had times where I've been so comfortable with people that you can yeah of course rip the piss out of each other's flaws and you know in your idiosyncrasies and stuff and laugh about it you know I've got a very uh a sort of a relatively small group of very close-knit best friends out here in the real world yeah of course and we take the piss out of each other all the time yeah. and to the point where I think it's Im- important to uh I sort of recognise those differences in our personalities and where mm-hmm. somebody might have been an idiot one day or said something stupid. You know, we we all, everybody says stupid things all the time and makes fools of themselves all the time. And if your friends don't call you out on that, they're probably not that great of a mate, to be honest. No, um, exactly. I agree completely. So, yeah, so you can have a laugh and a joke. Or remember that time, remember that time you said this utter stupid thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And... <laughs> And it is, I know it's different. Some people don't talk to each other that way, Mm -hmm. but it's a level of comfortableness that I have with my close friends where we can rib and joke, but at the same time, you know, I absolutely love them and would do anything for them. But yeah, some, and and my, uh, so my close mates, they don't really go to the gym. One of them's kind of semi into his fitness a little bit, but certainly not certainly not as much as me over here um and he will make jokes about the gym all the time and his wife does as well you know it'll come through on the whatsapp you know where's kelsey oh i thought you'd be in the gym and all this that and the other and it's like but it's but that's that doesn't offend me yeah but then course, some yeah. some some person on the internet <laughs> r- types out those words and i'm just fuming <laughs> and i have to prove them wrong with a photo of a specific portion of my body and that's that's the wrong way to handle it but that's that's how it affected me and i've learned from that mistake as i said so but have you have you ever heard a 31 year old man say the insult he is more neutral than switzerland that is like (laughs) the most like i i come from a really like working class background blah 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 and this person does as well so for some reason they just sounded like well, you kind of what I'm going to aim here, right? Yep. But it yep. just seems that's just the most bizarre insult of you, and because it was so bizarre, because it was so like, how dare you? <laughs> I'm just so offended. And as somebody that, like I say, knows you to a degree, 
there's plenty of stuff you're not on the fence about resident evil one remake etc and all this kind of stuff oh, i know. make so many you will absolutes. take a, you will take a stand i make so many absolute <laughs> statements i say them and i you know when you say a statement and you instantly kind of regret saying it not that you don't believe yeah. it but you instantly go yeah. oh maybe i shouldn't have put it like that <laughs> you know it, all the time I make so many absolute statements, and rightly so. You've called me out on many. I'm going hold on now, <laughs> yeah, and then but, I've kind of gone. You know, yeah, you are right. This is that text on screen thing again. You know, we spend a lot of time speaking to each other th- through text. You know, on Discord yeah, and course, stuff, yeah. and like we do with other people. And and it's so difficult to make sure you phrase what you're saying in a way that actually, you know, people say uh, that. Um, you know, you you can get tone across in text, but not if you're crap at writing, yeah. sort of thing. And none of us that I'm aware of are professional novelists or writers. So yeah. chatting to each other on Discord, you might just say something, an offshoot thought that you think, and to somebody else that might come off as the most harrowing, harrowing worst thing they've ever heard when it was just completely not what you meant. Yeah. And then it's it's like, okay, whose whose fault is that? If somebody's been offended, is it is it their fault because that you know you you're in education? You know the communication thing is a big part about of that, course, and, yeah. and that the being the 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 sent the signal sender and the signal receiver, and this thing in the middle about how stuff gets translated is so important. Absolutely. And so if I if I if I say Lou, actually, I think Resident Evil One is shit. You can I if you didn't know me that well, you might think that I'm shitting on your opinion of resident evil rather than just realizing no no that's just something that you know he's saying and it's what's in the middle if i'd said that to your face and you could hear my voice you'd probably realize instantly it's not a direct attack on you but if you'd just been busy there on you know discord singing the praises of resident evil one and someone goes i think it's shit that would definitely put i think put it would put my back up you know if they'd said it about something i said because you would have to say before I say this, I just want to make sure you know this isn't a direct attack on yeah, you, but this absolutely. is what I think. But nobody fucking types like no. that, because it would take us all day to say anything. And I so. think scientists have said, when we communicate as we are now, you hear the beginning of the sentence, and you hear the end, and you kind of match mm-hmm. up what happens in between. But in text, we read every single word. Now, we have yep. been speaking, and it's crazy to find out when you hear other people's responses and feedback. For example, they might say, oh, Lewis, you say, to be honest, a lot. Or you say this a lot. Or you say that a lot. Mm. And you don't realise that you do it because you're in general conversation. Whereas yeah. if I send you texts and every text I put at the end, to be honest, to be honest, yeah. to be honest, you'd be like, Lou, give it a rest. Because you're yeah. being, but you have not noticed me saying, to be honest. You've not noticed no. me saying that. But it's, it's crazy. Text is cold and hard and callous and it can come across I know, so it- bad. I'll be typing stuff sometimes. And I'm like, I don't talk like this, <laughs> but I, I, I have you have to type in a different way because yeah, this you run so many risks, and particularly when you're speaking to a group of people who are from different countries oh, and absolutely. you know different gr- you know, cultures and different you know even just the states. You know, we speak to people from America all the time, yeah. and that you know there can be. A huge dis- disconnect sometimes because we are very different despite the, the fact we all speak English yeah. um, uh, th- there's still communication issues there so so yeah uh, we sort of been around the houses a little bit here but it, yeah it's funny that it's 
the the majority of times you're probably going to get offended these days is by somebody writing something down in text and saying it to you and you seeing those words it's you know it's it's law when you see it it's scripture <laughs> yeah. it's there <laughs> it's written down in practice that's that's done official it's it's true it's fact you know my, well, maybe my calves aren't as muscly as i thought they are <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um anyway okay good job i mean you know you you survived what i thought would be uh some really difficult questions there i'm, I'm very impressed i'll take that it's i just yeah. i cannot get out of my head you just taking a picture your <laughs> leg outstretched tensing going think i'm all right mate cheers so what <laughs> What I actually did was I put my, you know, well, I don't know what kind of bed you've got at home, but we have one that has, it's like a divan bed that has yeah. like the drawers underneath. Yeah, so yeah. you can put your foot on the bed between the mattress and the bed. And I put it there and I tensed my mic and I took a photo oh, dear. and I was like, oh, have this, you bastard, and shut up. I'm going to make you eat your words. Oh, what a twat <laughs> I, I am. Just reply, here's my leg. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's um, yeah. I I didn't handle it well, but we all we all have our moments. So um, anyway, good. Okay, well, questions done. We've been going for a little while here, so I'm going to press on. Um, what we um, uh, we did something last episode, and I think this is something we are going to make a recurring thing. Is we've got a little collector's corner. Um, now I don't know about you, but I'd have some specific stuff to talk about on this episode because, as I mentioned at the start, my uh, eBay addiction has spiked in the past kind of week or two, I suppose. I think doing the episode last time sort of reignited the, you know, I might have a look at eBay tonight sort of thing. I've been, been off the wagon for a little bit. So I went, so I went back to it. Um, And you're, you're, there's a few things I've picked up. I'll go, I've got a, a focus here that I want to talk about, but I'm just going to mention a few things that I've got. So, um, since we last spoke, what did I pick up? I picked up Alien vs. Predator Requiem, the game of the movie for the PSP. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Tr- I this is one of the things where I'm trying to buy uh, the like all of the things of that franchise. So with Alien, for example, or Predator, like I'm buying the games for the PS2 and the PS1. There's an Aliens DS game that I'm still trying to get. I think I mentioned before, but it's like £80 on eBay and making that jump at the moment. I haven't done it. So I've got Alien vs. Predator Requiem for the PSP. I uh, also picked up Manchester United Club Football. Oh my Do you remember those God, club yeah. football games? Uh, I think I might actually have it here. Let me just hold it up. So that one there. I remember it's that. It's actually just yeah, a game of Manchester United. Uh, also Red Card Soccer I picked up. That is a classic. Um, that is still a good game to play. Which I'm probably going to play. Like some of these, you know, you buy them and you think, well, I'm not going to play them, but I am going to play uh, Red Card Soccer. But then the main thing was, uh, as you already know, because I shared it on the Discord the other day, was I'm working on getting together the complete set of Pimp My Ride games. So for those that don't know, uh, uh, well, I'm sure everybody knows what Pimp My Ride is. I'm not going to spend my time explaining that. But they released um, a game for the PS2, the PSP... Um, I think it probably came out on PC as well. There was um, it was a the official game of Pimp My Ride, basically. So I bought the PS2 and PSP version, and I just wanted to read. Um, <laughs> so you know, on Wikipedia, you can find the uh, like the, the the critical reception stuff to it and the feedback. Um, I just want to want to read this excerpt for you. 
about Pimp My Ride the Game. So, the PSP version was cited as the worst version of all and scored significantly lower than the other two versions, with critics deriding the game's frame rate, gameplay mechanics and replay value. Alex Navarro of GameSpot described the PSP version as having a nauseatingly choppy frame rate and commented that the game crashed on a semi-regular basis, thus corrupting or killing your save file. Summing up by saying, there is no version of Pimp My Ride worth recommending to anyone, but the PSP version is definitely one that should be most actively avoided. So um, I can't wait to play that. That sounds incredible. (laughs) And the best part about that is you bought the PlayStation 2 version, which I imagine had poor reviews anyway, and thought it did. And thought that PSP version that's coming home with me, you know, a slightly <laughs> worse reconstruction of that game. And you know what? I, I, back in like 2000s, they kind of did the thing of they'd always release like a main copy and then do a yeah. really I can only describe a low budget Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, they do a really yeah. low budget version of it. And I feel that's what this is. Yeah. It completely is. And, you know, licensed things generally don't have a good record. You know, franchise tie-ins, as we know, are almost almost always crap. I know Spider-Man 2 is an incredible game, and the most recent Spider-Man game is good, but that's almost kind of evolved a little bit because Spider-Man is such a wide-ranging franchise, it's a bit easier. But when a game of a specific movie comes out, it's generally terrible and things like that. So this is a game of a tv show um i just want to read some of the stuff on the back for you here so that here's the ps2 vision version there we that's go that's beautiful um so <laughs> pimp my ride for ps2 enter pimp city where bling is king and speed is everything Ro- <laughs> roll with exhibit and there's a picture of exhibit there which i'll tell you what it looks good there's off photo realistic graphics there of exhibit he was obviously scanned in Turn hoopties into head turners, rip through the city, and ghost ride the whip. Featuring music from Exhibit's new album, Full Circle. Check it out at www.exhibit.com or myspace.com forward slash exhibit. What? Myspace. So, uh, so this is produced by Activision, in case anybody wanted to know. So then also, there, so there's Pimp My Ride uh, for the PS2 and PSP, and then there's also the sequels, Pimp My Ride Street Racing. So okay. this came out for the PS2 and the Nintendo DS. So I have the PS2 version here. The The Nintendo DS version is still in the post on the way. Uh, I just thought I'd read a little bit about this one yeah, as well. Wild, yeah. Here's an excerpt uh, from... Is this GameSpot again? Possibly. Let me check. This is Games Radar. So... For a game supposedly based on MTV's shamefully addictive car modding show, there's very little pimping here. In fact, the options for doing up your vehicle don't seem much more expansive than what you'd find in a Need for Speed title. In a rather predictable turn of events, you start out with an old banger and then complete races to earn cash to buy rims, spoilers, paint jobs and the like. The game's currency, Skrilla, and we have to admit, with challenges called things like Bling Daddies and Panzer Rapper, this walks the dropped shoulder west coast walk (laughs) like i don't even like i get some of those terms in there but this is just like really badly written uh the racing is arcadey in a burnout way but not particularly tough with frequent nitro pickups and forgiving crashes this is totally average but made more disappointing by the fact we couldn't see exhibit or the west coast customs crew anywhere in it no way really (laughs) I, i feel we've missed the, we missed the boat here where we should have re- we shouldn't have gone for the two carrots you, you know bling popper probably would have been more apt if I'm honest 
Um, <laughs> the two hoopties. Th- How about yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> I think that that that's that that is exceptional. And so you're telling me Exhibit isn't even in the game? Nope. So I have not played this yet, but according to the review, Pimp My Ride Street Racing, this is the sequel to Pimp My Ride, Exhibit isn't even in it, um, which is obviously extremely heartbreaking. Uh, this come out, so that's 2008, this is 2000, so it's two years later. Okay. Uh, the back of this one says, do you have what it takes to dominate the streets? From the UK to France, from the hills to the hood. <laughs> Trick out your ride, take it to the streets, race your whip against the stiffest competition. Yeah. Ages three and up. Fantastic. Um, yeah. A game with the word pimp in the title, rated ages three and up. So there we go. Yeah. Um, so that's my, yeah, That as far as my collecting this week goes, I wanted to highlight that because I just thought it was, frankly, you know, it, we couldn't not speak about it. I'm really looking forward for the D, to, to the DS version to arrive. Uh, and then I'm going to give them all a blast and uh, yeah, see how they shape up. See if these reviews have aged well. I, I think they have. I think they've done very well. Um, <laughs> I've got three for you today. Okay. Uh, okay. One of them is, is quite from a long time ago, but something I kind of want to show off, if I'm honest. Uh, and I've got one really, really good one. And I've got one really, really bad one after that. So okay. I'm going to show you the first one. Uh, and these are the type of gifts uh, my, my wife decides to buy for me. Uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to see it. Yes, that is a duck. Um, that's part of the Tubbs collection. Oh, the Tubbs, yeah. yeah. And it's a Resident Evil Tofu uh, rubber duck, which my wife, as soon as, I op- uh, as soon as I bought it, she went, why don't you open it? And my first question was, when you don't open them, it's like fun yeah. pots, you don't open them. And two, what purpose would you have? She replied, you can put it in the bath. Right? <laughs> And I'm not. I was kind of like I'm not sure that's the the exact the, the way to do it, to be honest. Um, but my second one is actually a really positive one. So I very rarely go onto Etsy. Uh, it's not a mm-hmm. website I usually use. Um, but I discovered something on there the other day, and I thought oh, I'm going to give it a go because can you remember buying anything on eBay mid two thousands? And if you bought anything on eBay, you could think of key rings, right? So if you had a key ring of your favorite band, and they turn up. And you clearly tell they've printed it off on their, you know, Xerox printer and cut it out. And it's really poor. And I had the feeling that this was going to be similar. And I bought a collection of seven drinks coasters. Now, you might be thinking, how boring are you, Leo, that you've got seven (laughs) drinks coasters? But honestly, it's a company called Pixel Games. Uh, Obviously not sponsor or anything, but they are... Really, really good. I'm going to show you a couple of them because I'm I was so yeah. impressed by them that they superseded all my expectations. So I don't know if you're going to be able to see this. So that's kind of like a Pokemon Yellow. This that's great. I love the fact we're using visual aids on a on a podcast. But I will put this. I, I will put all these on my Twitter. So you've got things yeah. like Pokemon Blue. It's, so it's all yeah. the game covers of these respective games. And the the best one for me is even the Resident Evil one. So but good. it's so good that it's even got the you know the Virgin Interactive Entertainment at the bottom. So I highly, yeah. I can't honestly, I cannot recommend these guys enough because the the amount of games that they've got on there, they've got N sixty four games, GameCube, and it's actually made our house look quite pretty. <laughs> Gone are the kind of old coasters, and these things are genuinely so clever. There's not the biggest problem you get with this when you and I'm preaching to the converted here. 
when you get any image, whether you shrink it or increase it, you lose the quality. And you can see inconsistencies, yep. you can see little tiny pixels. I can guarantee you, on these drinks coasters, there is not one pixelated issue on there. And it's so well done, so I can't credit them enough. Um, and my, <laughs> my third one. So, if I had to say to you, of the mainline collection of Resident Evil, which is probably the most disliked? Uh, for me, or do you in, mean in general? Just... If I if I you had a poll out there and you said vote one to seven, one to eight, sorry, six, I would say generally. Perfect. Yeah. I'm glad you've said that because that's the answer. Yeah. I bought uh, a descriptive guide, and I, it's behind me, and I can't seem to to get it right now. But this descriptive guide looked the bomb, and it was like hundred pages, full artwork, descriptions of all the characters in there, descriptions of all the yeah. enemies. The, the lore that comes with all these enemies and that's the one I really wanted you know where did this come from where did that come from I want to find out the history and it turned up and it was in immaculate condition and I was like oh my god I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna spend the day sit down with this and go through and find out everything I sat down and no joke I opened it up only to realize it's a Japanese Resident Evil 6 <laughs> descriptive guide and everything in it with Resident Evil in Japanese. Well, I guess, uh, so when do your lessons start then? It was one of those moments where you just sit down and you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> That's probably why it was so cheap. Yeah, and I just went to my wife and said, it's in Japanese. And she said, well, did you not check? And I said, I've got to be honest, it had a minute left on eBay. I yeah. saw how pretty it looked and I thought, That's yeah. mine. That's coming home with me. Yeah. And then it turned up and it's it's uh, it's all in Japanese, so. I mean, it's it's got the pictures, though. I suppose you could look at the pictures. Yeah, I mean, they're fantastic, but let's be honest: not many Resident Evil fans will want to look at the pictures of Resident Evil Six. <laughs> really, really. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even got that concept a... art pictures. You know, you look at concept art and you say, "Oh, they were going to go with yeah. this." It, no, it's just like the full-on. It's pretty much the trailer of the game in a book. Right. Oh God. Yeah, that doesn't sound as good as uh, I thought it might do then. <laughs> <laughs> awful, awful. I feel conned a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that's the uh, that's the joy of these uh, the eBay trips, isn't it? Just uh, you, sometimes you do never know what you're going to get, and I try to be so so picky. But you know, as you say, if the, if you're up against the bidding clock, you just, sometimes you just got to do it. And yeah. I have, without a doubt, I I bought in similar sidetrack. A little while ago, I bought Twisted Metal Black for the PS2 mm -hmm. for an absolute bargain, completely not realizing that it was the the online-only version. Oh. So it arrived, and I can't play it because it's it's a PS2 game. And, well, for a start, I highly... I don't even know if the servers are still running, let alone anybody playing it. Yeah, but the PS2 I have has no way of connecting to the internet. And it was just, yeah... It cost me like 15 quid, and I was like, well, that's just a... It's just basically a... That's a coaster now, if that's you like. Coaster. I could use that as a coaster, <laughs> yeah. because it's no good to me as a game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fun of eBay, if you like. Because um, one of the things I that inspired me this week in terms of wanting to play was... Um, I'm going to have to take a little pause for a second because someone's just knocked the door. <laughs> no, no, you go yeah. for it, mate. You come back and then we'll, we'll finish okay, cool. off. I'll be two seconds. I shall wait. No problem.
So Lou's had to run to the door right now. Somebody, you might have heard the dogs barking there. Somebody knocked at the door, just waiting for his return. There we go. Sorry about that. There he is. That's all right. Jess isn't home. Uh, I had to go down to him just to deliver it. No worries. Uh, yeah, what was I saying? eBay purchases. That's what we were talking about. eBay purchases. Yeah, definitely. And one of the things that kind of inspired me this week to play, and it leads us on very nicely into this conversation, is the Star Wars Force Unleashed games. Now, if you've never played them, I uh, highly recommend you do. But I picked up an old Xbox 360 and I kind of thought, oh, I wonder if they... I'm going to play that on my PC. So I managed to get it on the PC. And I played it throughout the week. And I expressed this to you. I'm sure, without sounding like a really old man, I'm sure games were harder when we were growing up. Because I remember playing The Force Unleashed. And it was one of my games. You know those type of games that you play? And you just go into God mode. You're like, yeah, I'm going to kill all these ones. You know, you're annoyed. You've had a bad day. You just want to kill things. Yep. And I played this from new, and I was just totally inept. I just could not do it. I was really, really struggling. And I'm sure, and I wasn't even playing on a really hard difficulty, as you well know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was playing on a, on a normal difficulty, and I struggled so much, so badly. Yeah, the games are, they used to be so much harder. And so, usually, sometimes even just because things like, you know, auto save points were so much more infrequent and things like that. Um, but I can like these days when a game comes comes out, most of the time it has a very easy mode of some kind. Uh, most of them are a lot more handheldy. I don't know if that's just because they're supposed to be more accessible these days. Whereas even as far as fifteen years ago, you know, despite the fact it was a huge, it's a huge industry, yeah. games were still kind of seen as uh, almost like a weird niche part of media. Um, but they, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, just think back to as far as Super Mario Brothers. You played that recently. It's, it's incredibly difficult. It's cruel. It's cruel. <laughs> and one of the ones that stands out is well-known in popular culture, the, the Lion King game. Uh, yeah. We all know the, the level that we're thinking about here. I think it's the just can't yeah. wait to be king level. Um, that yeah. was designed to stop people from just renting the game and just playing it through that way. It was designed for people to get the game and buy it. Um, but yeah, honestly, I just could not believe how such a, I'd probably say quite a small game. It wasn't a massive game when it was released. Um, yeah. But it was surprising how difficult it was. Uh, it, it took me a good hour to kind of get through probably one of the most easiest levels that, that I used to play. Yeah, I, I was watching you for a little bit on stream and it reminded me of... Um just watching you do uh, the village of shadows run and the heisenberg battle where you just kept doing the same thing over and over and over again for like an hour oh, but you know i watched yeah, it don't. but star wars uh was it force unleashed uh yeah it was it, was, it gave a very similar it, it, <laughs> similar it, experience it, it had a very similar reactive <laughs> from me reaction from me absolutely <laughs> i think it was something that uh it really surprised me if i'm honest um i've yeah. never kind of linked up the difficulty levels or anything like that. You know, I, I've admitted to you, I like to play an easy and work my way up. And yep. this, I thought, oh, I'll start a normal because I know how this game works. I didn't know how this game works. <laughs> Did not have a clue what I was letting myself in for. Control schemes can often be a bit more clunkier as well with those old games, so there's, there's a bigger learning curve, whereas so many games that come out these days, games are just generally more unified in terms of their controls, like across any That's type. True. Um you know they might change one button here and there but you know 
all shooters are the same and all you know rpgs are the same for the most part um so yeah so it doesn't surprise me that you had that kind of experience but i completely agree they used to be a lot harder the ps2 generation in particular had loads of really really difficult games um and yeah and it also had pimp my ride so swings and roundabouts i mean essential for anyone's collection really <laughs> if you haven't got it why i i can't wait to play it i think i will do a stream um good uh okay well lou we've been going for an hour and a half here so i think it's about time we wrapped up this episode it's been it's been good to get to know you more my friend this uh today um it's over to you for next for the next episode you need to come up with a few questions and it will be my turn to go well to, to say go first we both answer the questions but yeah over to you come up with something good and we'll be back next time yeah as we go on continue this journey of discovery and talking about stuff that we like but yeah it's been sounds fun. fantastic look forward to it. it is there anything you want to say before we no thank on? you everyone for just downloading the first and listening to the first episode uh we've had a massive kind of response from it and yeah i'm over the moon thank you very much guys yeah me too i really hope people have enjoyed and if you do press the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you listen to um like I say, we're going to keep pressing on with this. This is, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed, I, I feel like now this is already two episodes in. This is going to be, uh, it's now a part of my routine. I'm going to be looking forward to episode three and yeah, and see where we go with this podcast. So uh, yeah, it's been fun. Sounds good. Thank you. Cool, mate. I'll catch you Have next time. One.